0: joy is for you. Welcome to the Joybringer podcast. The world is full of uncertainties, difficulty, and pain. It needs joy, and you and I can bring it, but we can't bring what we don't have. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Let's grab hold of joy and bring it everywhere we go. Hey, I'm Season, and this is the Joybringers Advent Podcast, and I am so grateful to have my friend, this is in quotes, my friend Christina, <laughs> join me today. Christina Andries, uh, she and I met in California as pastors at a church together, and this chick had all kinds of impact on me, so much so that uh, she's mentioned a few times in my book as my friend Christina, and so. <laughs> Welcome, Christina, to the Joybringers Advent podcast. This I'm is so super grateful. fun. Oh my gosh. Thank Let's you. Know. I'm
1: grateful to uh, also <laughs> call myself your friend.
0: <laughs> All in air quotes. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's really wild how we've been on such different journeys. And yet yeah. we all have left California, both of us, and landed in the same state. So we live in Tennessee. Yeah. I'm in Knoxville and Christina lives in Nashville. And when I found out what you were doing, because um, what, act- what is your title?
1: Yeah. So uh, I'm a local uh, pastor um, at uh, Church of the City In Nashville. Uh, Church of the City has three locations, and so I'm in the downtown uh, area, which is just wonderful. Uh, Definitely where my people are and where my heart is. And then Mm -hmm. um, I also work with a nonprofit organization called Empowering Lives International that empowers the poor throughout about 11 countries in East Africa. So I love being here when I'm here, and then I love being able to travel and see what God's doing all around the world. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and this is what I love about witnessing this because You're I've good. seen you through many steps along the way, knowing mm-hmm. knowing who you are and the the vast shoulder, like the big shoulders that you have and what <laughs> you can carry. Um, and then now seeing and knowing, like, gosh, Christina is meant to be, you know, to the nations, like to yeah. to really bring honor and integrity, mm-hmm. dignity and love yeah. everywhere you go. In fact, you were one of the first people to really open my eyes to this idea, I think both of us had a struggle to love where we were, mm. to love the city that we lived in, to be like, I don't feel like I belong here. And your insight and wisdom to say, you know, you don't, we can't have authority over that, which we don't love. And so yeah. if we're kicking and screaming. So I think this is just a message for you listening. Like if you're looking at the city that you're living in or the town or even the apartment complex or whatever, and you're like, I hate it here. You want to speak to that, Christina? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I um, I remember vividly because the town that Cesar and I met in, uh, I lived my whole life. I was there for over forty years, which for a gypsy like what? me is yeah is uh, is just a, a form of prison. Um, but I had opportunities to leave before. It just uh, it kind of would present itself in this option where it was almost like God was saying, "Which one do you want?" Mm. And I remember specifically uh, when the kids were young, we were itching to uh, relocate to be missionaries in Thailand. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then there was another opportunity where we had, my goodness, uh, just an open door to move to D.C. and to do some work, even um, in like the religious space and the political space together. And Ian and I praying about it and just asking, gosh, like what? what is our right next best step? And feeling like both were options to stay or go. And I remember specifically with the invitation to go to DC, I, I just told God, I said, um, I said, I'm going to choose to love the ones that are in front of me. Mm. And really felt like, you know, the internal voice of the Lord was like, well done. All right. And uh, no regrets, you know, but of course, I love to imagine, you know, what that version of my life would have looked like, but feel like, you know, I made the right choice, I made the right choice to dig into, um, I used to joke, you know, that one day I was going to be the mayor of Marietta, because I was the only person <laughs> that was born and raised in that space. And you know, <laughs> that I was there so long that I had, I had a stake in the ground. And so who knows, we might go back one day. But, uh, yeah, like when you give your heart to the people who are in front of you, it takes Mm -hmm. away that feeling of, well, maybe the grass is greener on the other side, or what am I missing out on? And especially for those of us who, uh, like do those like personality tests Enneagram, you seven, you know, (laughs) so I'm always wondering what I'm missing out on. And, uh, when you choose to insert love into that conversation and it's more about who do I get to love? Who's in front of me that I get to love well, as opposed to what am I missing out on? you find that you're not at war within yourself anymore.
0: Come on, girl. See, this is what I'm talking about, y'all. I've talked about this girl. I write about this girl. <laughs> you have such a great... um Because you and I are such similar personalities, right? We're both yeah. sevens. We're both always yeah. like, what's next? What yeah. can I do? Everyone's like, now your podcast? I'm like, I do it all. I do it all. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I run a coffee shop. I, I do it all. Yeah. Not because I necessarily can I just love... like. It's the gl- I want more, the more mm-hmm. I can't have enough of the Lord. I can't have enough of your time. I can't, yeah. I tell people, I'm like a two hour lunch. I want a 10 hour lunch. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just always want more. And so you are so good at, at helping, even, even though you too are that same way, but to help ground us mm-hmm. in ways that give purpose to the moment, to bring yeah. the joy to the moment, because we can feel like we're missing out so much. And it feels sure. like the joy is over there. And when. Sure. Instead of, nope, the joy is here and now. Yeah. So this is, this is so encouraging for me and I know to people listening or watching. Um, but, you know, so we are learning and growing to to love who we're with and where we are. And, and understand that it's not a mistake, right? It's an assignment right. for, for here and now. That God, he's not like, well, listen, I can use you when. <laughs> right. Someday. Yeah. When you pick up and you're finally in quote, like people are always like, well, what's my purpose? I want to be in the will of the Lord. Well, you're yeah. actually right here right now that. Yeah. Cause you have purpose. Um, so in this Christmas season, I, I invited you on specifically because I want, I want to capture your heart and, and have you share your heart because mm-hmm. what I know about you is you love big and you love hard and you love well, and it <laughs> is not, um, about the reciprocation. I know that about you. And you, you have been such an example of honor and Mm -hmm. love without the expectation, even though, you know, we, we want, of course we all want something in return. Right. But, but you have, you've modeled that well in, uh, what I've seen and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like we're best friends and have done life together for years, but close enough to where I've been gleaning from you, um, and learning and, this christmas season you know the whole point right we get back to like the point of christmas is that there was love and sacrifice and you know there's a there's a lyric to a christmas song um, that says love came down at christmas Mm, love all loving love divine and then it says love shall be our token like, yeah. how do we know that God is real? How do we know that the thing that we're celebrating is real? It's love, right? Yeah. yeah. But what does love actually look like? And and how do we experience that when we've been wounded? How sure. do we give love and receive love when when sometimes this Christmas season can just highlight the pain? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, so crazy love is something that I think you – have seen and have modeled. And I'd love to know like what, because I think that is the point, right? Like the idea of Christmas beyond Santa Claus and Christmas and trees and whatever. Yeah. It, it's pretty wild. This idea. Yeah. So I want to hear from you about that.
1: Wow. My brain is spinning on like a gazillion things I can share. Um, can Good. I tell a little of like my story real quick? I'd love, love. It. Okay. I know people only have, um, like like you have influence in people's lives that they actually value who you are. So maybe me telling a little bit of my journey will be helpful. Um, I originally learned how to love well from my mom and uh, she was just, I mean, she, she is like the well that never ran dry. I'm one of four kids and any moment we needed anything. I mean, man, she was right there. And, uh, and so being a little rascal that I am, I learned early on how to manipulate her love. Uh, I was also (laughs) super strong willed, you know? And so, uh, I remember like when I was five, I was doing tap dancing class classes and I came home and I told my mom that like the teachers were doing it wrong and that if they would just (laughs) let me teach the class, it would go so much better and she was like Christina if you don't obey I'm taking you out of tap like you can't do this so I've always had this very strong will And, uh, and then, so her being so bent towards love, it was easy for me to override. I mean, I probably made my mom cry so many times, the poor, Mm. the poor lady, but, uh, we've reconciled we're good now. She loves me and I am who I am because of her love. (laughs) Um, we were a first generation Christian family. And so my mom actually met Holy spirit during the Catholic renewal in like the, um, early eighties, late seventies, which is crazy. So I grew up in a Christian home, but it was like that, um, that environment where, like, the only thing that was appropriate to do was to go to youth group. You know, we couldn't listen to secular music other than the Beatles because somehow that was, like... You know. <laughs> appropriate. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And, you know, only watch like PG movies, you know, anytime there was a sex scene on, like my mom was like fast forwarding, you know, the, the VCRs back in the day. So, so yeah, kind of sheltered. And then with my kind of strong will, I remember thinking, you know, in uh, middle school, when we came to like the purity talks, right. in in um, in youth group and it was like, don't have sex or you'll go blind. I was like, how, (laughs) how does, you know, having sex make you go blind. And so with my like natural curiosity and then my strong well, in my twenties, I was like, screw all this. I'm going to figure it out. You know, I'm going to figure it out and maybe figure out a way to change the rules because rules are meant to be broken. And so it was, uh, when I came to the end of myself in my twenties that I realized when God says, don't do something, he's saying, I don't want you to hurt yourself. Don't do it because I don't want you to hurt yourself. And, um, what I can only describe as like, he sovereignly rescued me from a damaging relationship, from uh, being involved in in a toxic relationship that had a lot of fear and manipulation attached. And I had never looked ahead at my life and thought that there was another option other than like death or being trapped. Mm. And so when I feel like, and I've often described it, like the Lord like plucked me out and put me into something different. I was so grateful for that, uh, that I've never lost that gratitude. And so Mm -hmm. I'm the one who even, you know, now I'm 41, I'm in like worship services and still crying because I'm the woman who has been forgiven much. And so I love much. I remember what it was like to be in such a place of like fear and shame and now living on the other side of, you know, receiving the grace of God and walking in freedom and walking in joy and walking in love. Like I'll never go back. It it, it still feels so familiar. Um, Mm -hmm. I heard Paul Manwaring say uh, that a past without victory or value is filled with regret. Mm. And so I can look at my past and know that there's victory and value over all that I've gone through and have no regrets whatsoever, never want to return, you know, but have this sense of like, ah, I am who I am because of what I went through. And so, and so now like coming back full circle, you know, to the other side of like what love does, how love restores, how love heals, how love covers a multitude of sins, it doesn't mean that there aren't requirements attached to love, but if we're going to love like Jesus does, the one who came at Christmas time, then love does uh, not include conditions. And I think that's Mm. difficult for us to experience. You know, how do we manage our expectations when we, you know, put ourselves out there, we take risks, we're choosing to be vulnerable. Like you said, we expect that there's something back, but then how do we not allow it to be kind of the the crux of our pain. So, um, yeah, learning what love looked like young was very formative for me. Um, I remember doing, uh, some ministry opportunities with my baby sister, Natalie. And, uh, We were, I mean, we just love like, you know, going out on the streets, talking to random people, you know, asking people about their stories. If Jesus comes up, great. If he doesn't, that's also fine. You know, kindness is a great invitation to um, like the restoration of humanity, even without the name of God um, attached to it. And so we were on the streets, you know, talking to some people and uh, we were debriefing afterwards. And she's like, you know, Christina, I just... I just want to live my life to see how far love can take me. And I was like, Mm. I want to do that too. And so it kind of became, um, our like motto, so to speak, you know, like we don't, we're not an organization. We don't have a mission statement, but like if I was going to be driven by anything, it would be that, you know, I get out of the bed in the morning and just see how far love will take me. And, uh, when that's the goal, when love is the goal, not what I can get out of it, it's way less painful. And, Mm. uh, as I've even leaned into that and like trusted the Lord with it, whether it's with like marriage and family or ministry or friends, um, you know, if you do it uh, to be loved in return, then there's, again, there's that condition attached. But if you do it because man, I've been forgiven much so I can forgive. I've been loved much so I can love. It makes it a little easier to deal with the tension of when it's not well received or when it's not reciprocated.
0: Mm. I have seen you love, those, well, who are cast aside, mm. who I've seen you, I can see your eyes light up. Yeah. When someone walks in the room or when we pass by someone that no one else is looking at. Yeah. Um. And I, I'm so grateful for that reminder. You've always been mm. so good at, at stopping for the, the one stopping mm. for those that others wouldn't stop for. And what, what is, what's going through your mind in, when you do that?
1: Um, this is a person in front of me who probably has a wild story that I can learn something from. Mm. Yeah. We, um, I took a, a group of friends to a local nonprofit that, um, that serves the, uh, our neighbors who are experiencing homelessness in Nashville. Mm-hmm. A really, really cool place. And um, I was so grateful to get the opportunity to introduce these five, you know, friends of mine to five new friends of mine. And so we went in and we had an opportunity to just sit at their cafe, like their breakfast time and strike up some conversation with some of our neighbors. And, and so I sat down and I met this gal named T and uh, found out that T was originally born in Jamaica and then did her um, like formative years in Florida and ended up in Nashville. Um, because her car broke down and she couldn't go any farther on her journey. And so, you know, in the midst of that conversation and hearing that being a naturally curious person, I've got like 18,000 more questions, you know, and none of them are about like, what do you believe? And how can I get you to heaven? Because people can (laughs) smell if you have an agenda and love has no agenda. Mm. And so I sat there for about an hour talking to T and just hearing her stories. Uh, she's a super deep thinker, and uh, and so I found her company to just be so thrilling and so fun. I had never met anyone from Jamaica before. I'm curious, and you know, in the world and in travel, and so I had so much to learn from her. Mm. When we were um, done, I asked her. I said. Um, I said, I don't know if you consider us friends, you know, but if you did, would you take my phone number and maybe we can go and grab like breakfast next week? And she was like, oh, I don't have any money. I'm like, no, that's okay. Like, I love to treat my friends to breakfast, you know, and mm. if, if you see yourself as my friend, I would love to take you out and to buy you breakfast.
0: And she was like, what? Oh
1: she's like, I haven't had a friend the nine months I've been here. I'm like, well, maybe I could be your first, you know, again, just not assuming anything. Friendship takes time to cultivate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, long story short, we went out to breakfast this week and when I picked her up from the rescue mission where she's currently sleeping every night, uh, just asked like, how are you doing? And she was like, I couldn't wait. This was the best oh. part of my whole week. I was giddy in the shower this morning. And I was like, I was giddy in the shower too. You know, like mm. that's how I am when I know I'm going to be seeing my friends. That's how I felt when I was getting my computer ready to, to be with you today.
0: Mm. And,
1: uh, and so love, love is so much easier. I think when we don't know where it's supposed to lead, Um, Because, again, if we have an expectation of where love is supposed to go, right, if like A plus B equals C – Mm. then we're going to be focused on that as opposed to just being present with the one in front of us. Mm. I hope I get to see T again. I don't know. We had the best breakfast in the world. Uh, She's super curious about Scientology and um, all (laughs) sorts of things. And so we got to have a beautiful conversation about world religions and, and uh, the point of life and how our brains, you know, are very powerful. And man, it was just such a good good time. You know, I wish our moments could have just kept going because I enjoyed her as a person and I'm believing that God has a huge destiny for her. And I would love one day if that, you know, conversation could lead into talking about Jesus and I could share who God is to me. But if it doesn't, she's still worth taking out to breakfast.
0: This is the, this is the thing. This is the value that you're so good at seeing. And I think we all can learn from is that anyone we come across is a person deeply loved by God, crafted, created, and not a mistake. And so to stop for the one and just ask the question, how are you? Who are you? Where do you come from? And not why did you wind up here? But tell yeah. me about your life and your heart. Like you were saying, she was a deep thinker and she her experiencing what she's experiencing is not the end of who she is. Yeah. And everyone we encounter on a daily basis is that same depth of value and experience. And our lives are enriched when we can slow down and see the value of people around us. 100%. And recognize. And then, you know, there is that the idea of like, and oh, wait, I am that too. I'm more than just where I'm at currently. Right. Yeah. Or I'm more than my job title or my lack of a job title. I think that that's, that's what we see with this, this Christmas story. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. For God, we see it in John 317, right. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that that Jesus would come down to a world. And I think this is the most important thing that was not worthy yeah. And was not ready. Yeah. There, there was no like, well, they've finally met all of these checkboxes and they're worthy and, and um, it's time for me to be here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's one of the things that separates uh, the religion of Christianity from so many others. Um, if you look at Hinduism, Buddhism, I mean, all of the isms, I don't even know what all of them are. I, I'm, I'm not a scholar by any means. I'm, I'm the school of hard knocks guys. But, um, but when you look at all the other religions, um, it's very much so based on you have to do, you have to accomplish, you have to achieve to have some type of status or relationship, whatever, with whoever their deity of choice is. Mm -hmm. But with Jesus, it's so different. He came on our terms. Yeah. He humbled himself and became man. And put off his deity so that way he could meet us right in the middle of what we're going through, where we're at. He became familiar even with our pain, our emotions, our circumstances, our experiences. And so, yeah, I mean, you talk about love coming down, you know, and how this single-handedly separates and is one of the main reasons why I've chosen to follow this guy. He's worthy of following.
0: Yeah. And I think if we recognize how how much the Lord sacrificed in that, how, how mm. much of a sacrifice that was. And that, again, he continued that journey all the way through death, right? Yeah. Without uh, anything in return, yeah. right? He yeah. it wasn't, it, 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 there wasn't a guarantee yeah. that, that, you know, you know, sometimes when you, when you recognize the value of what he's done, you go, I want Jesus to get the fullness of what he paid for. Yeah. It's, I know. I've heard you say that. I, I say yep. that. Like, Lord, I want you to get the fullness of what you paid for in my life. You yeah. paid for me to live in freedom. You paid for me to live walking in my identity, not in shame, not yeah. in fear. I want to live in the fullness of what you've died for and came for instead of, you know, believing the lies or only getting a little bit of, I say this a lot in my book and just in conversation too, that, that salvation, that big S word, right? Isn't just about the someday, like yeah. it's for today, for here and now, because if that was the case, we would say yes and would be whisked away, right? Like that, yeah. that. the the who knows where heaven would be. That 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 is the goal. Well, it's not the goal. Yeah. The goal is right here, right now. Yeah. To live in freedom, to yeah. live in purpose, and in um in the light of love.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not in As the you were-
0: darkness of shame. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, as you were talking about how like so many people, you know, will like wonder like well, what is my purpose? What is my destiny? Yeah. Um, I, I work with a lot of young people, love college age, you know, students, and uh, and I hate the question like what are you gonna do for the rest of your life? Like what Ugh. a crap, you know? Because <laughs> you and I, you and I have had
0: many paths.
1: Jesus, I still don't know what I want to be when <laughs> I grow up. In all honesty, right. like I'm just figuring it out, and I'm being yeah. faithful, whatever, like with whatever is in front of me, you know. But like, I think that question just leads to the sense of like pressure and doesn't Mm. even include love. Mm. It's all about performance, competency, job opportunities, who you're, you know, networking with. And it's so internal focused. Mm. Whereas like, what if we literally just live like, you know what, I I'm interested in this. I'm curious about this. I'm saving money for this, you know, and we, and we lived like present in the moment and figured hey, if I wake up today and I've got, you know, uh, oxygen running through my veins and air running throughout my lungs, I'm going to be put in the path of someone who probably needs some type of hope or love or dignity or confidence. And so why couldn't I say yes to that? And allow that to actually be my driving motivation more than where's this opportunity going to take me one day? You know what doors mm. are going to be open for me? There's this verse in Proverbs I don't know it because like I said I'm not a scholar, but it talks about how like whoever honors the poor honors their maker. Mm. And uh, and I've told my husband many times, you know, like we're committing a huge portion of our life to serve and to love those who are experiencing generational poverty. How could not? How could God not be true to His word and care for us? Mm. If we don't have a retirement plan, if we don't have a lot of money in the bank, you know what I mean? If I'm not making maybe what I should, you know, on a corporate level, like, dude, I've got all of heaven backing me up because I'm giving my life to serve and to see people come out of the chokehold of poverty. Like why Mm. wouldn't God show up in some way? And so Mm. I just don't have to worry about all that other stuff. It actually gives like a way more approachable way of living that experiences more joy than the pressure of what the cultural moment is inviting us into
0: Yeah. I go back to this all the time. Joy is present tense. Joy is right here, right now. It's not in the past. There there was joy back then, but when we look to the past for joy, we find depression because it's not here anymore. It's not in the future because that's where anxiety lives because what if the things that I want or the career path that I've chosen or the person I'm with in a relationship doesn't ask me to marry them or whatever. Yeah. Then anxiety is there, not joy. Joy is currently right here. So we wake up every day, and the the question is, what am I going to do with what I have yeah. right here, right now? Yeah. Because what we have is power and presence and abilities. If we have right, yeah, even yeah. if we don't feel like we have a lot of abilities, the Lord is given us and crafted something in us to use right now. And so this is what I love. You've said this a lot. Like, what is my next right step? What Mm -hmm. do I do today? Even Mm -hmm. if that, for those of us who've been in the depths of despair in our lives, even if it's just, just sit up, get out of bed, stand up. Now what? Take a shower, just take a shower, right? Sometimes it's the next best step. And in those moments, we might not be feeling joyful. We might not be feeling full of purpose and, and power, but we have it with us because we recognize the presence of the Lord is with us. Therefore, scripture also says, and again, I'm not going to quote the verse, but in your presence is found strength yep. and joy. Yeah, yep. And he is present with us currently. So yeah. we then have access to his strength and his joy, even if we don't feel it, We can rely on the fact that it is real. If we believe what you say, then it is is here and it is real.
1: One of the things that I found in my life um, violates love is when I'm impatient. Mm. When I'm impatient or when I've like scheduled my calendar so full that I can't um, be interrupted and I get annoyed by interruptions, then like love can't pass through. And so I think it's John Mark Comer talks about how like the speed of love is three miles an hour, because that's the pace of walking. And when we think about living our daily life, right, you said we might not have much, we have skills, ability, breath in our lungs, but if we have time and love can always pass through. And we don't have to be, you know, super healed. We don't have to be super smart. We don't have to be super motivated to pause and give someone the dignity of eye contact and a hello or to call someone, you know, that we haven't maybe had a great relationship with and choose to be vulnerable and reconcile or to share an encouraging word with someone who looks like they're having a bad day. Like I remember when uh, Ian and I moved to Tennessee. We got our license or like our, our uh, driver's license, you know? And, uh, oh my gosh, the gal was having the worst day ever. And she, she was like, so-and-so called out sick. I mean, it was, you know, maybe three o'clock. She had two hours to go and she's like, so-and-so called out sick and I didn't get my lunch. I mean, she was having a day and I was like, you mean to tell me you made it this far? (laughs) Just (laughs) flipping the narrative, you know? And she was like, Yeah. Yeah, it's so close to the end of the day. I'm like, girl, you only have two more hours. You're gonna kill it. What are you gonna do when you go home? She's like, Oh, you know, I'm gonna drink wine and put my feet up. I'm like, I bet this is gonna be the best glass of wine you've ever drank in your life. You deserve it. She's like, I do deserve my afternoon wine today. And I mean, (laughs) it took me two seconds. You know, to just help flip the narrative and to change the perspective and approve of her and the hard work she was doing. I was like, thank you so much. So grateful that I don't have a California ID anymore. Like (laughs) now nobody's going to hate me here. And now she's just laughing, you know, and I mean, a totally different encounter by the way that it was over. But that cost me nothing. I also am not expecting anything from her. You know, I wasn't trying to get my license more quickly. It was just an opportunity to engage in unadulterated love. And I think she left a little bit better than her day started, you know, but it really, it costs us nothing. But if I was in a hurry, right? Or if I was like impatient, if I had 17,000 other things I needed to do that day, and now here I am having this conversation, love's Mm -hmm. not going to pass as easily through because I'm already disconnected from where I am presently thinking about the 17,000 things that are on my list for later.
0: Yeah. Let me, let me just clarify something because what I know about you is true about me. Um, and this is what I talk about in my book, which this is fun because this is you, um, is that you and I, we are, Fast movers. We're fast yeah. talkers. We're fast movers. I'm like ready, fire, aim. Yeah. I just, I, so the thing, the quality that you're talking about right now, mm-hmm. the slowdown and and not be impatient with those, to expect others to meet our pace, that is not natural for you. It is right. not natural for me. So what I want to highlight is this is what I talk about in the book. The Joybringer Challenge is that you taught me so much about core values mm-hmm. and that your core value, specifically, I talk about um, the, the core value that you shared with uh, me, uh, one of the first times we ever even did anything together. Huh. One of them is that your value, and I'm assuming this is the same, is that you would always see if you see a piece of trash. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Especially on a campus of a church, right in the house of the Lord, you will stop and pick it up. Yeah. And I've, and you said, I need you to know what my core values are so that you can hold me accountable to them because this is who I am, who I want to be. And if you're going to be in life with me, then you need to know my values. And I've seen you do it. You stop because we walk fast and we are on a mission. I'm I'm walking over there and I'm going to get there as fast as I can, but I've seen you stop, pick up the piece of trash, walk, Mm out of the way to put it in the trash can and keep going. So even though we are not wired to be people who slow down and pay attention, oh my Lord, I don't pay attention to half the things that are going on around me. But it's a core value because you've decided this is important to me because Mm -hmm. it's important to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And he has put that on your heart. So that was radical for me to see you someone similar to me in in energy, Mm -hmm. to see you stop and make that a priority. And that really has helped in my life, carve out these value systems, right? These things that are important. Therefore, I'm going to tell everybody about them so people can know how I live the way I live. So that's what it's all about. The four joy bringer core values are things that I live with in my life on a daily basis. And that is you know, what I share in my book and to everyone else, right? There's many more, but the four main ones are gratitude, forgiveness, flexibility, and rest. I want to be able to stay in the moment and recognize that God is at work today right now. So therefore there's gratitude to have Mm. because that'll whip us out of that pity party real fast. It's hard to do. Sometimes the gratitude one is the hardest one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be grateful. I want to be pissed off about this, (laughs) you know? Forgiveness is the thing that's going to suck out the joy. So, you know, bitterness, anger, and resentment, sucking out the joy so fast because um, that's what the enemy wants us to focus on. So I've received forgiveness from the Lord. I want to operate in it. Mm -hmm. Flexibility is a big one because we have really strong ideas of how things should go (laughs) and how safe we are in the things that we can control. Yeah, But not if, but when the Lord moves, I want to be ready to move and receive that with him. So flexibility is a big one because you and I both have had massive life change yeah. in the last few years. And in order to receive all that we can and be filled with joy, we have to recognize that it's okay to like loosen the grip yeah. of control yeah. and then rest. Gosh, I don't want to rest. I'm the Energizer Bunny. So are you. And I can do 8 million things at once. Yeah. But the recognition that in order to continue to pour out as with pure love and joy, right. Because there's so many things to taint that Yeah. I have to be filled and I have to, um, find the, the moments. It doesn't have to be, you know, the 24 hour consecutive period of time each week, right. We can find moments of rest every day. Yeah. Um, but those are my four core values for being a joy bringer. And, and then yet there are many more, but your core values, um, had great impact on my life, which is why there's an entire chapter on, on but honor is the thing that I associate
1: with Mm. you. Thank you, God,
0: because of your commitment to it, because Mm. you don't just say those are your core values. Anyone who knows me knows that I truly live with these core values in my life. And honor is one that you walk with, live with practice and, and encourage others to do that. Yeah. What are some other things that the core values are things in your life that you've made a priority?
1: Yeah. Risk is a huge one. Mm -hmm. Um, Not because I'm a risk junkie, but because I think growth rests in the context of uh, taking risks. And so um, different seasons of my life, I've practiced it different ways. You know, like I've had my own kind of internal compass, like today I'm going to wake up and, you know, for the next 10 days in a row, I'm going to, you know, share, you know, maybe what I feel like God's putting on my heart to share with someone else or
0: I'm gonna do something that scares me or whatever. I've seen um, you I've seen you do big bold things that are wild and silly and wonderful and have big <laughs> payoff.
1: Yeah. I, um, I think that um, oh, dreaming big is a huge yeah. core value. Um, I'm a woman of faith. I would say like I have the gift of faith. And so dreaming yeah. big is maybe a little bit easier, but man, I mean, even in our own life, we've been through seasons of like bankruptcy and foreclosure and poverty. And so it's hard when you have a lack of resources to dream big.
0: Yes. Um,
1: but, you know, true to form, anytime we overcome things, um, I think we are given um, just a, a little bit more of a measure of a anointing or a power or Grace, whatever kind of word you're familiar with, to be able to then go into that situation or help people that are in that similar situation overcome as well. And so, yeah, dreaming big is a huge core value. Wisdom too, not knowledge. I mean, again, I, I don't, not a big study person. I hate school. I love. I love the opportunity that school can bring. I don't think school is for everyone. And so um, I never wanted to go into a classroom and learn what other people told me I needed to learn. I always just wanted to like learn whatever I was curious about. And so um, I haven't given my life to knowledge, but wisdom is a huge core value of mine. Um, operating mm-hmm. out of wisdom, slowing. So that way wisdom can have a voice.
0: Can what you else? speak a little bit more to that? Yeah. I yeah. had a I had that same conversation with a guy at the coffee shop this morning and he was talking about, um, you know, guys, don't these people know better? I said, no, it's yeah. actually, you know, cause he's like, I don't, I don't want to wish ill will, but there's, con-. I said, yeah, but it's actually, it's about wisdom. Wisdom yeah. is something that separates people. And so can you talk a little bit more about wisdom and, and how we can grab hold of that?
1: Yeah, um I'd say read proverbs <laughs> you'll learn a whole lot about what wisdom is and what wisdom is not well here here's a
0: great here's a great then it, talking about that I try to read proverbs um every month of the year that has 31 days because it's a really you know you can't ever read it enough I've read proverbs the the whole book many many times in my life and every time I read it I go this was not here before yeah this oh, yeah. this verse I've this is new. <laughs> I've never seen this one. Um, And so January has 31 days and that would be a great time. If you want to start somewhere in scripture, if you've never read the Bible, I was not a Bible reader until I was in my thirties. And if you've never started doing it, it's one chapter a day in Proverbs. It's so easy. Mm -hmm. And it is the most practical Mm -hmm. example of like just basic good, like living, just basic living.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is, again, I don't know the reference, but like wisdom doesn't answer a a fool to his folly, you know, right. And uh, I've got teenagers and they bait (laughs) you into all sorts of conversations to get you to lose your crap. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, just learning that, like, I don't have to answer. I don't have to respond. The wise thing to do in this situation is to not respond, not respond to my 15 year old who's freaking out. And I actually can control myself and walk away. Woo. Um and so yeah wisdom I think can be that simple. I think we all have people in our life too where we can tell they're not just smart or they don't just have, you know, like book smarts or they yeah. haven't just been around the corner but there's something on their life that's very attractive that actually helps them do life well. Yeah. And uh and I love that like the goal of having wisdom is to be able to reign in life. A lot of people I think are happy to survive life. Um You know, even, even you have people who have overcome super crazy difficulties, like in the cancer world, you know, breast Mm -hmm. cancer, and, and they're, they identify with being a survivor. But I, I would, I would challenge that that's not the highest level of living. Maybe it's a, you know, way to go about or to overcome, but the highest level of living is actually thriving. And so if you want to thrive in life, if you want to reign over life, be powerful over life, the best way to do that is to partner with uh, the spirit of God who brings limitless wisdom.
0: Yeah, this is the thing. We're not limited in that. Right. The The Lord's like, you know, we've gotten to know each other a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You've gone too far. No, the Lord is like the invite. This is why I love it. I say this all the time. I am a spiritual hog. This is the gluttony uh, turned positive, right? (laughs) I, I want all of the giftings, all of the, I want all of it. And God's not like, "Mm, actually, you're just, you can't have all that. He's like, you can, we can have as much of the Lord as we want and we can't ever get to the end of it. Yeah, it it he doesn't end his goodness doesn't end the awe and wonder doesn't end. If we're interested in leaning in, he meets us with open arms and and the extended hand to say, "Come, I want to teach you and show you more." So we can always glean more wisdom, more. Um, knowledge and understanding. Now, there's plenty of things that we don't understand, right? Sure. But sure. that's okay too, because that's where the all and wonder come in to say, but I want to learn more. And when we're interested and curious, we lean yeah. in. Yeah. And he yeah. meets us there.
1: There's a um another verse at the beginning of Proverbs that that says, I think it's in the Passion Translation, it says, Let wisdom have its way. Mm. And um, who is living like that these days? You know, like, I think we're allowing culture to have its way. I think we're allowing, you know, certain ideologies to have its way. Mm -hmm. Um, Even at church, our, uh, our mission is to practice the way of Jesus. It's become a very popular language set. You know, nowadays we've got a lot of churches um, who are either practicing the way of Jesus or apprenticing Jesus. And, uh, and so it's the idea that we're allowing the way that Jesus lived to inform how we live. Mm -hmm. And so Wisdom, actually, it says in Proverbs, I think it's uh, chapter eight, was of at creation, was around even before the world existed, as if Mm -hmm. it is a person or a character, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. just a thing, not just a gift, but wisdom itself is a being. I don't get it. I mean, I totally don't understand what that, what that means, but like, what if I have access to this, you know, this thing, and I can allow that then to drive a lot of the way that I do life. Is it wisdom to slow down? Totally. Is it wisdom to allow love to pass? Absolutely. If I can submit my will, which isn't like you know, a big deal for, especially for a strong willed, you know, rascal who was born for reformation. If I can submit my will (laughs) to allow wisdom to lead the way, there's something there that's going to impact my life and cause my life to be better than if I just did things
0: on my own. Come on, come on. And that here, here's the thing about wisdom. It, it partners with experience. Yes. Wisdom is not just head knowledge Yeah, and humility. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and usually comes from making stupid mistakes, right? That's where the <laughs> humility comes in. Because I tried that on my own and wisdom says that didn't work, right? And so to walk into this season, to walk through this season, recognizing that everyone around us is dealing with something. I yeah. have been in, time, in seasons of my life where Christmas represented all good things. Mm. And then I have been in years where Christmas represented everything painful and everything I didn't have and everything I questioned, is it even real? What is all this? What's the point? Who cares? Um, I've been in both of those, you know, on either side of that pendulum swing. And I think wisdom says, let's slow down this season and, and receive from the Lord, the, the leading that small nudge that says that person right there could use a little, a little Mm -hmm. love that person right there could use a little honor and dignity or showing that to ourselves as well, where the Lord goes, I'm not asking you to perform this season. I'm asking you to sit and receive the, the crazy love that I came to, to bring, not just the world, but you, and this is the thing when it says I bring good, I come to bring good news of great joy for all people. Yeah. The enemy wants us to believe that it's everyone else, but us. Sure. Oh, I start every podcast, everything in my life. If I can continue till the day I die, I will scream from the mountain types. Joy is for you. Joy mm. is for you because Jesus is for you. Mm. And so all means all. The good news of great joy for all people.
1: Yeah.
0: The enemy will have us believe that it isn't for us. But to start to receive it, the world needs joy. Yeah. Joy is radical. It is earth shattering. Oh, huh? yeah. It's very attractive. Yes. Yeah. And, and in order, we can't bring what we don't have. I say that mm-hmm. in the intro. We can't bring what we don't have. So we have to receive it. So yes, this time of year is absolutely to give, right? But we need to receive it from the Lord. And this is yeah. a great opportunity today, right now, to just receive what God wants us to have, which is crazy, wild, doesn't make sense, love. Yeah. Love that changes our DNA structure. It changes our humanity and our experience so that we can receive that, receive joy, and then really bring that everywhere we go. The only reason you see humanity the way you do is because you've been seen mm-hmm. with those same eyes. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I've been seen in the depths of despair, in the middle of my chaos, in the middle of my horrible decisions, seen and loved. Yeah. And then... And, and being known. And I think, that's, I, I think that's my deepest desire for anyone listening is that they yeah. would receive that same experience that you and I have experienced. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, being
1: in pastoral ministry, you've got people who will ask you to pray for all sorts of things because they believe this lie that like, because you're a pastor, God like listens yeah. to you more. <laughs> and uh, two of the things that I love is when um, single young women ask me to pray for their spouses and then when like moms come up and ask me to pray, you know, for their children who are like yes. wayward, you know, and yes. and it often goes like this, like, you know, the, the single young women are like, you know, I'm so lonely, you know, I try to be content, but I'm just so I have this ache deep inside of me, which is very real. Sure. And then the moms who will say, you know, like, oh, my son is acting a fool, you know, they're doing this, they're doing this. And like, I just need him to do this and this and this and this and this. And we think we know, you know, what everyone what everyone needs. And so I often will pray and I'll be like, yeah, let's pray right now. But I pray something totally different. (laughs) I pray that, that whoever's in front of me has an encounter with the love of God in such a way that it changes who they believe themselves to be and then how they view the world around them. Yeah. If we could be satisfied with that, um even satisfied with that for the people in our life who we love deeply who are struggling with things you know mm-hmm. most people are just one encounter away from the love of god that will change everything and so why not pray that that happens you know why not partner with already the will of heaven and 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 ask god to remove mm-hmm. anything that would be a barrier to that type of an experience to happen I can guarantee you then we wouldn't be so prone to look for, you know, our, yeah, people in our life to, to fill us or to be the source of our joy. You know, we would have that internal through that relationship. We wouldn't look at our kids and feel a sense of, you know, dissatisfaction because of their choices, because we know it's not a reflection of who we are because we're loved by God and we're acting out of that crazy love itself. And so, Mm. yeah, it's always interesting, you know, to, to pray the thing behind the thing, really this
0: starts and ends with love. Come on. Yeah. Will you give a blessing?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, this has been fun season. Thank you,
0: dude. I love you.
1: I love you too. Yeah. Father in Jesus name. I thank you, Lord, for every single person listening to this uh, fun chat, God. And I pray that they would see themselves wrapped by your extravagant love. And Lord, if they are just one encounter away from knowing fully who you see them to be, I pray God that even at the sound of my voice, they would experience you differently in a way that just like Susan and I has broke off shame, has broke off limitation, has has broke off anything that would keep us from embracing and receiving the worth, the dignity, the joy, the pleasure that your very face holds over us. I pray for those of us who, um, yeah don't feel like the holiday season is a time for celebration, but it's a time of mourning. God, I pray that they would um, experience you in a new way being close, Lord. You're close to the brokenhearted. And and so I just pray that this would be um, a year that you rewrite the narrative over what the holidays are and how you're engaging with your beloved throughout the course of the holidays, as well as the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And for those of us, God, who find ourselves in a swirl of hizziness, Jesus, I just pray that you would help us slow down that we would care about the one in front of us the way that you do. Lord, even if we cry a whole bunch or if we're late to things or if we have to wake up earlier, God, whatever it um, logistically it needs to look like so that we could excel in love, we pray that that would be, um, yeah, just our North Star in this season. For those of us who consider ourselves followers of Jesus, we recognize, God, that uh, it's your love that's supposed to separate us from um the world around us and that people are supposed to look at us and know that we are your disciples by how we love. And so would you Mm -hmm. help us do this? Well, that we Mm -hmm. would be able to, uh, yeah, not just, not just love the one in front of us, but that we would feel a sense of pride in carrying the family name Mm
0: -hmm.
1: as we represent you on earth. We -hmm. love you, God. And we thank you that it's because you loved us that we get to be the targets of your love and your constant approval Mm -hmm. in your name. We pray.
0: And amen. Amen. Thank you for being with me. Also, mm-hmm. if you want more of Christina, she has a book called Rev- the Rev- what is it? revival? Revival lifestyle. Revival lifestyle. She lives yep. it, she walks it, and she will teach you how to do it. <laughs> you can find it on Amazon. I'll link it in our show notes, but also we just I know that um you agree. I just bless you listening to experience and receive the crazy love that came down <laughs> at Christmas and that you would be filled with it and yeah. uh, and bring that love and joy everywhere you go. Thank you, friend. Thank you for listening to the Joybringer podcast. I would love to connect with you. Find me on social media or on my website at seasonedhours.com. For more information on how to live like the gospel is good news, check out my book the Joybringer Challenge. You can buy it anywhere books are sold or on my website. Thanks again for listening. And hey, I love you.